track one repeats. Can you hear me? Over. Welcome to Trap One. I'm Mark McManus. Thank you for downloading the special Demons of the Punjab podcast with Simon Ibbison and his daughter from the brilliant Dad Daughter Doctor blog. Hi guys. Good morning. Hi. So I've really been enjoying reading your reviews of Series 11 on your blog so far. Um, have you got a favourite story? Oh. I know my least favourite. What's your least favourite one? No, from this series. It's been really interesting because it's. I felt like it's taken a bit of getting used to, Mm -hmm. because obviously, this some of the style of it feels quite different, and I found myself not enjoying things on the first watch, certainly with the first few episodes, and then really enjoying it when I rewatched it. In particular, the first one, "Woman Who Fell to Earth." I I I wasn't sure about it at first, and then it really grew on me when I rewatched it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. You really love it. I really love it just because it's a woman now and it's different. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> um, have you got? A, have you had a favourite from this series? She's thinking. Yeah. I don't really know. I like them all. You like them all? I think we're getting firm favourites from all of them this series yeah. so far. That's good. That's really positive. Uh, but you didn't get on with the empty child from uh, back from series one, did you say? No, I don't like it. It's because it's scary. She's, she still refused to watch um, the Doctor dances. Right. So, so we've still still not watched that right. one. But you didn't like. Uh, arachnids in the UK or rather you had nightmares that night didn't you um, it wasn't the best and I didn't like it no it just wasn't good you quite like Yaz's family though don't you yeah yeah I do it was good to see them back this week wasn't it yeah yeah they were good that was a good Go on, what are you going to say, kids? It's funny how Yaz is, is Breen's favourite granddaughter. Yeah, favourite granddaughter. You can't have a favourite granddaughter, can yeah. you? <laughs> no. Yeah, I wondered, did you think she was the favourite because she could sort of remember her from this epi- from what happens in this episode when she got married? Or That was it left a bit ambiguous, wasn't it? I, I thought that, like at the end when she asked, when Umbreen asked Yaz, do you want me to tell you the story? And Yaz said no. I thought that that was what that was going to be. I thought that was going to happen. And surely if Umbreen had met the Doctor, sort of in modern day, she'd have recognised her. You'd yeah. have hoped. I thought that was going to come out, but I don't know. I kind of like it a bit more that it was left ambiguous. You're not sure, are you? Yeah, there's... there's- there's a sense it could even be a subconscious thing that um, Umbreen remembers Yaz, or you know, it's that Yaz rem- reminds her of this woman that she met all these years ago. Yeah. Cool. So if you guys are ready, we'll we'll start watching the episode. Right. Hang on. Let me get the iPad uh, ready. Right, I'm ready when you are. Cool. So if anybody's watching along at home listening to this, we will press play in three, two, one.
Sure. Still getting used to going straight into the music and the titles. There's no cold opens, is there? No. Um, you weren't sure at first whether it was going to be, uh, we're going to have the odd one, but there's absolutely none, is there? Which is in itself interesting. I love these new titles. Yeah. yeah. And the music's great as well, isn't it? The music is really good. I did like the, well, I'm sure we'll come to it later, but the touch of the different theme right at the end. Yeah. In the post credits. They've played with that more in this series, haven't they, With the when we had the song at the end of Rosa as well? Yes, of course, yeah. So yeah, we've got Yaz's family again. This is uh, the... Um, I did see on on Twitter um, follow uh, Andrew Ellard, who's the uh, he's a, a script editor and he, he does the, the tweet notes on this and he was sort of speculating whether this is supposed to be sort of some time ago before Yaz started travelling with the Doctor or whether it's sort of a that's, stopover. That's what I assumed, but even then you're not. It's, it's not quite clear, is it? No. It's laughing at don't read the filthy bits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's the nice rivalry here as well, isn't there, between the sisters? The uh... yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, <laughs> the writer had replied and said he intended it to be a stopover, um, that this is while she's yeah. travelling with the Doctor. Ah, right. Okay. Well, that's interesting then. I really like how there's just random amounts of time elapse and random adventures that we don't see. Yeah. Like, it, Graham said something about, wasn't it, it, I forget which episode, it's like, oh, we've had 13 adventures or something like that. Yeah. And the, in this one they talk, is it the Dead-Eye Turtle Army? <laughs> what do you think of the Dead-Eye Turtle Army, kid? Do you want to fight the Dead-Eye Turtle Army? Maybe not. <laughs> It sounds like maybe something you'd see in the comics, doesn't it? Maybe they'll fill that gap with a... Yeah. Trip, yeah. I love how the Doctor's... Um, reminds me of the Pertwee one. She's always tinkering and, and inventing and and working on stuff. It's like, um, you know, um, John Pertwee always had the... Tar- when he was exiled, he always had the TARDIS console out and he's always kind of working on it. I really like this. Oh, thing. I never uh, thought of I've I've been I've been thinking quite a lot of tenants in yeah. particular that sort of thing that's this brilliant. Mm. <laughs> Sometimes you get Matt Smith sort of underneath the when the the the, the uh, control room had that bit underneath, he'd be under there, wouldn't he, with a, a sort of a welding yeah. goggles and things. Yeah. So I was I was thinking about Father's Day here, where she's reluctant to take well, us back into her family well, history. Did you think of Father's Day? What did you say? Uh, did you like Father's Day? Yeah. That's my favourite from that series. It does fascinate me how 
everyone's view of the same thing is completely different. Like different people, completely different favourites and all sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember you skipped an episode so I could watch Partners in Crime. Yeah, we did. We did skip uh, Voyage of the Damned at first. We went back and watched it, but um, I really wanted to get to Partners in Crime quickly. Yeah, Partners in Crime's great, isn't it? Yeah, it showed no idea that Rose was coming back at all. So that was quite a, quite a special moment. Yeah. This just looks great as well, doesn't it? I'm not sure where it was filmed, but it's. I mean, if it Is went... this South Africa? Or was I... it? I wondered that. Yeah, South Africa. They filmed they filmed down there quite a bit, didn't they? <clears throat> yeah. Just how great the, the ox pulling the cart looks as well, which they don't even really focus on, but that makes it look very exotic, I think. Yeah. quite sort of pleasantly childish as the doctor I quite like that a lot of the time yeah yeah those little things like when she gets in the police car in the uh, the woman who fell to earth and she's asking if she can put the, the lights and things on yeah Just a nice little reminder about the uh, the telepathic circuits there. Oh. Yeah. Punjabi's not bad for foreigners. Yeah. I didn't realise they were watching the holy man walk up the road there. Yeah, it's another little yeah. misdirection, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. You saw that? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I thought these little bits of um, where the doctor keeps getting the, the flashes of the the Thijarians where they're sort of forcing their thoughts into her head. Um, that was like a bit of an analogy where uh, Manish is, is getting kind of brainwashed and uh, and kind of radicalised, isn't he, to say about the pamphlets and the, the radio messages. Wow. I didn't, I didn't even think of that from that perspective. I think there's a few no, parallels like that because I think the the, the way the, um, the doctor hasn't met them before but she's heard about them and makes all kinds of assumptions about them. It's it's kind of very in theme. Oh, with God, well. right. God, that is good, that. You're right. It's such a well-put-together episode, this one, I think. Yeah. It's nice to see Yaz in the forefront because she's she's sort of had a few where she's just been in the background a bit. She's still been good, but she's not really been doing that much. Yeah. Do you have a, a favourite of the new companions? Yes. I like, I, I really, yeah. Yeah. I, when you watched The Woman Who Fell to I didn't understand my grace wasn't. The companion at the start, then I realised it. Yeah. Mm. I, in that first episode, I really like Ryan. 
I'd yeah. not given him any thought before that, and I thought he was so good in that. So I've really sort of warmed to him a lot. Yeah. But again, Bradley Walsh is just solid, just sort of, you know, good fun. He's great, isn't he? Yeah, I thought yeah, I thought he'd mainly be there for the comedy, but he's he does a lot of the emotional stuff as well. Yeah, like those sort of the sort of things Bernard Cribbins would have done. Yeah, at some point he's he's got that vibe going on. Yeah, that sort of um, trying to hold back emotion kind of acting. Yeah, we'll, we'll see in a bit when he's uh, on on the morning of the wedding when he's. Um, Sort of, uh, he's helping Prem get ready. That's, uh, but he knows what's going to happen. That's, uh, I think he's really good in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> it's the faces she pulls. Yeah. I just think, I just think it's hilarious. Yeah. It is like something you'd do. <laughs> And would like a new uh, the doctor's new costume? Yeah. Um, is it that lady that we saw that the in the line with that was, she was really happy that um, they didn't put her in a dress? Yeah. Running in a dress. Well, it's good to see this sort of, uh, it's, a, it's an iconic costume again, isn't it? It's sort of instantly hurt. From a charity shop. Yeah. You you really liked the charity shop, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, she looks good. Is it? Because she's got two t-shirts she wears. Yeah. There's a blue one and a purple one. It's not one of them things where there's a secret message and it's purple when they're in the past and blue when she's in the future. Um... Or have I, have I not been paying close enough attention? I haven't noticed that. I wonder if it is. Because it was purple in Rosa, wasn't it? Was that, that was the, uh, the, the, the time, the time tunnel thing, wasn't it? In the uh, earlier series, where it was, um, was it different colours, whether they were going into the past or the future? Yeah. That's interesting. That'll be, uh, be good to look out for that. I think I might be making that up, but uh, it's a nice idea. Yeah. It's so great to have the, this, that what's going on in, in India at this time is, is this huge thing. It's affecting millions of people, but just keep it so tightly focused on one family or, or two families that are neighbours, but shows the impact of it, I think. properly classic Doctor Who in a sort of major historical event they focus on a small story and aliens yeah. as well you know what I mean it's sort of everything like that isn't it yeah not to have any big historical figures as well just, just the people impacted I think I like that better when it's not a a, a big historical figure because you can sort of feel like you fill in more of the story around them. Yeah. Ooh. These are a great alien design, aren't they, I think? Yeah, quite 
gruesome, really, aren't they? Mm. Again, it helps to misdirect you, doesn't it, to, to make you think that they're uh, evil. Yeah. I was thinking it's a little bit um, against a really, really old story, the uh, the Galaxy Four, when you think that the the reels are evil because they're, they're ugly, and they've almost got a little bit of that look with the big tusk-like teeth coming up from the yeah. bottom. Yeah, I thought they looked like pants. You did, just like Black Panther. Yeah. Did you like Black Panther? Did you like Black Panther? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the only bit here, it turns out that the holy man's been shot. You'd think that would be something that they, they would spot. Yeah. She's, yeah, she just said it was poisoned. Mm. It is full of misdirection and all sorts, isn't it? Yeah. So you start to learn here that he's he's seen the the Thajarians before when he was in the war. <clears throat> Those flashbacks of him in the war quite sort of... I don't know, they hit quite hard, I think. It's sort of... I think also we do forget that, you know, people over in India, etc., did fight in the war. Yeah. It's, it's got all a history thing. This episode obviously went out on Remembrance Sunday as well, didn't it? So it had, uh, yeah, had a bit of, of resonance. Yeah, I think people don't always remember that uh, there's lots of other countries that were, were fighting... Uh, you know, for the British as well. Yeah, too, right. <laughs> so the thing I did I didn't I didn't quite get, I think, is is the idea that this is that the Jarians visit everybody when they die. Is it just just this family or it's, it's that was left a little unclear. <laughs> It was suggested that it was people dying alone. Yeah. Well, but then, I mean, later on, Prem gets shot. He's not alone. No. Maybe he dies alone. Maybe that's actually... It's sort of yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe. So it's, it's been, just recently in Doctor Who, it's been quite a common thing then, hasn't it? If... Um, if the Tajarians are there, if you die alone to witness it, and then the testimony from twice upon a time um, kind of take you away and scan you for your memories, um, and then you end up in um, Missy's um, kind of trap as well. It's, uh, it's awful. Yeah, there's, isn't it? it's quite a lot of parallels with some of these recent episodes. Obviously, particularly with Twice Upon a Time, like you say. Yeah. I like this design of this. Is it? They are in a spaceship, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's only I, clear. I what... kept thinking that there. Are, I've seen numerous things that they could have leaked to the fake TARDIS. Yes. So, so this room. There was a room 
about um, on the Saranga. Yeah. It was all white. And I was thinking, you really could have just put pictures out and pretended that was the new TARDIS. Yeah, I thought that on the on the Saranga one, there was there's the room with the engine where that sort of antimatter drive almost looks like the the time rotor yeah. as well. Uh, and there's the bridge. Yeah, they could have done some some real trolling there, couldn't they? Yeah. There's a I think there's a lot more here where the Doctor doesn't know about things or has heard of them but hasn't met them before, whereas probably. For, for a long time in Doctor Who, uh, they probably from like Pertwee onwards, he's always know you know, uh, they have always know about the aliens. As the first two Doctors, yeah. uh, a lot of a lot of them were new to him. Because she'd not met the Stenza. No, or the Pating. <laughs> I think it's that thing that um, it it I think. Chris Chibnall said that the series is designed to be like a, a perfect stepping on point. Yeah. So if you have the Doctor not knowing a lot of these things as well, you don't feel sort of locked out. Yeah. And that's certainly sort of conversations at work that I've had with people that work with and their families. They've started watching it because they've got kids of the right sort of age. And they love the Sunday evening thing. Mm. That's really working for some people. Sort of a nice thing, a family thing to do of, a, of an evening at the weekend. Yeah. I was a little bit worried that uh, it's that thing where the Sunday evening TV becomes associated with having to go back to school. Though. Like I remember when I was a kid, I used to dread hearing the heartbeat theme tune because it was like, oh, no. It was always heartbeat, wasn't it? Yeah. Flipping heart. <laughs> The weekend's over. But hopefully that won't happen to, to Doctor Who. <laughs> won't have that negative connotation. So it, it seems this week that it's gone out officially that we're not having a Christmas Day episode, but we're having a New Year's Day one. Yeah. I'm not sure. So that's... I don't really care. No. About that. Um, I've, I've not enjoyed some of the Christmas episodes. That New Year's Day one won't have to try and be Christmassy. Yeah. In any way, I think that might be a positive thing. They're often a lot broader, aren't they? And you have know, to, to appeal to sort of the well, the casual viewer that, that Doctor Who fans are always worried about. Yeah. So that that'll be interesting, and it it there do seem to be rumours. I don't know if they've been confirmed yet that we won't be having a series in twenty nineteen. Yeah, it might be early twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, which is a bit. It's a bit, bit sad about that. Yeah, it's a bit it's a, disappointing, it's, isn't it? But. Um, yeah, I guess we, we've got a little bit used to it, haven't we, over the last few years? Well, yeah. I liked on your blog you talked about the way the, the aliens appear and disappear. It's like the Harry Potter, I can't remember the word, when they... Um, when Apparating. They, apparating, that's it, yeah. It's a similar effect, isn't it? It's sort of where they sort of 
swirl into themselves and then go. Yeah, it's quite quite a nice thing. It's sort of special effects sort of evolving over time and, and different types of things doing, you know, the same sort of disappearing effect. That's quite nice. Yeah. This is a really nice scene with, with Yaz and Graham. Yeah. There's some beautiful scenery, though. Mm. I think because there was that shot that got released quite early on, wasn't there, of the Doctor looking out over that kind of landscape? Yeah. Um, that was uh, that looked really stunning, and we we didn't know what episode it was from until now. Yeah, someone's going to say before about the uh, the idea about people being sort of saved and recorded um, before they die. It's, um, I mean, obviously it's kind of a, you know, a lovely thought as well to, to do that, but I wonder as uh, Moffat and Chibnall's big Doctor Who fans, if you've got that thing of a lot of the old Doctor Who's being missing, you know, the idea right. of being able to kind of preserve things better and, uh, and save them is, uh, you know, it's kind of part of the Doctor Who fan psyche as well, you know. The missing episodes lodged in someone's brain somewhere. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, the testimony would have them all, wouldn't they? Anybody who watched them, yeah. <laughs> I like the way he sort of he sort of talked throughout feeling sad there, mm. and then seeing the sort of the wonder of what's going on. Yeah, that's been his through line, hasn't it? After after Grace died, was to to live for her. See, see all this stuff. Yeah. This is really clever doctorish stuff, isn't it? With the um, being able to repel them with the with their own technology. Yeah, I don't think I looked at them so properly before. They've almost got an insecty kind of thing going on with all the eyes, haven't they? Yeah, like a spidery thing, yeah. This is the first time that you get to see them up close and and for a while they're, they're quite sort of uh, seen from a distance a lot of the other times. I like how there are a few things that are sort of already recognisable as the third something the 13th Doctor does there's a way in which she brandishes the sonic screwdriver mm -hmm. she sort of does it in a big overarm sort of motion yeah. and then brings I've just been sonicked over here <laughs> um, it's, and it's very her, it's only something that she's done mm. I, I like that there are those things that you will eventually recognise as being about her yeah, part part of it's obviously getting a lot of discussion. Is um, it's a bit of a return to the sort of Hartnell vibe, isn't it? About not getting involved or not trying to stop things. Just well, also with the sort of the four strong TARDIS crew. Yeah, I know we've had, I know we've had four people in the TARDIS at other times, but it but it does have that sort of vibe about it, mm. which is. I, I'm all over that. I like that. Yeah, 
I can see how it's jarring for some people that the doctor, you know, doesn't try to stop what happens to Prem here and Yeah. It's uh you can imagine other doctors might have tried to stop that. Although other writers, you know, would have had that happen rather. Dennis would have been right in there for changing that, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy the references to biscuits all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Matt Smith asking for the Jammy Dodgers when he's in um, the Oval Office, isn't he, when uh, when he's helping Nixon? Yeah. Rhymes off a big list of things he needs and, uh, and asks for some Jammy Dodgers. Preferred Jammy Dodgers to custard creams. <laughs> I like there's a moment of uncertainty there when they were invited over to Umbreen's house you know women over to Umbreen's and the doctor didn't quite know what to do for a second yeah yeah because um, she just doesn't think about it does she um, it's only when somebody yeah. somebody mentions it to her that she that she remembers <laughs> She's so goofy. Yeah, a lot of the time. That's a great line when she says, um, "My references to uh, to body and gender regeneration are just jokes." It makes you wonder how much she's told the companions about that because she mentioned in the first first time she she meets uh, them, she says, "Oh, I was a I was a white-haired Scotsman half an hour ago." Um. But yeah, you don't know. Because I quite like it when the companions don't necessarily know about regeneration until it happens. Whereas in the new series, they've they've pretty much known about it from when they meet him. There's also been quite a lot of these, you know, she mentions being at Einstein's wedding. Mm-hmm. She mentions loads of things like that are kind of outrageous. There was one, I think, it, I forget which episode, she had a pair of sunglasses. Uh, in the in the second episode, I think. Yeah. And she said, "Oh, that belonged to." I've forgotten who it was. Um, but they belonged to such and such, and there is no way that she could have travelled to have met that person in between regenerating and that moment. Yeah. So it feels like there's these loads of these outrageous moments where she's just making things up. Yeah. I like the Doctor lies and just makes up stuff. Yeah, there's always been that sense with the name dropping, whether it's whether all the stories are, are true, aren't they? Of course it might be true, obviously, in, in that, but you never know. I meant to look up about Einstein to see whether there was, um, when he was married, whether there was any uh, kind of controversy or anything like that. I didn't know if it was a reference to something specific or just a throwaway uh, line. I wonder what the translation of Stagnite is. Yeah. I wonder how it works, what the language is, the concept even exists. Mm. It feels so relevant, doesn't it? All the, the, the discussion between the two brothers about um, the changes that the country's going through and them being on different sides of there. When you think that everything's gone with yeah. Brexit even and, and that kind of thing, you know, that it's... Um, 
which created divisions and you know uh, you know in families and, and friendships and things Yeah, um, I think that when um, that that line, like say when um, Prem says about Manish, who's been, you know, he listens to angry men on the radio and reading pamphlets. He, you can't help but think about sort of people reading the Daily Mail or watching Fox News yeah. in America and that kind of thing. Can you? Yeah. That you know, it's not not a new problem. That it it's yeah, depressingly just kind of gone on forever. But it's a nice antidote to that. I think when the doctor's talking about hope in a little bit at the at the ceremony, and it's been a theme of this episode. She talks about it in the Saranga conundrum as well. Yes, yeah, so we don't really get a sense of where the Tejarian spaceship is, do we? Whether it's in orbit, that they have to teleport up to it. Or whether it's landed somewhere well, you nearby. Thought, you thought they might have been shrunk, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, Alice had the, 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 the idea of them being shrunk down to jelly beans. Yeah. Jelly bean size, and it was down there, which I quite liked the yeah. idea of that. Yeah, that's really good, isn't it? Yeah. So you think they've gone inside that transmat thing? Uh, I quite like the idea. Yeah. Something I wondered if they'll come back to is what happened to their home planet. I don't know, because, like, he said there's no story arcs, hasn't he? And, And that does feel a bit like you know, series four, you know, Lost Moon of Poosh, etc. Yeah. But then I keep feeling like there are other people we've got to see again. I'm keeping expecting Cresco yeah. from Rosa to come back. Mm. Because Ryan just flashed him randomly somewhere into the past. I just felt like that was going to come back. He's going to come back in some way, but... Know. Yeah, there's a lot of things where people have left quite abruptly, like um, Angstrom and I can't remember the, the guy's name in the Ghost Monument. Yeah. That, you know, would be maybe potentially future allies and things. It'd be interesting to see if Chibnall, because with, with Russell T. Davis or Stephen Moffat, you, you're looking out for things like that. Like, oh, a lost planet, what happened to that? Or, you know, a reference to the the timeless child and, and bits and pieces like that. You're trying to put them all together in your head, but maybe it'll come to nothing here and it will be a different way of watching the next series because, yeah, you, you won't be trying to sort of look for clues throughout. Yeah. It, it is a different experience watching this series. It's a... A different sort of beast, really. Mm. And I love how little we know beforehand as well. Oh, you, but you barely even know the episode titles. Yeah. 
I think that's great. I've been, I, I like to avoid spoilers and I'm finding it quite easy in general. Mm. It's like that series 10 when they showed the clip at one of the episodes of John Sim returning. Yeah. I just thought, such a bad move. The master. Mm. The guy who played the master. So when he took his, when he took his face off and he was then there with Missy, like, that could have been such an amazing reveal. Yeah. Oh, I know I always loved the reveal of uh, uh, Derek Jacobi. Yeah. You know, being, Professor Yana being the master, because I, wasn't expecting that at all to be the case. I knew John Sim was coming into it. I was pretty certain he was the master, but I didn't know Derek Jacobi was going to be as well. It was such a, a brilliant reveal, I always thought. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it gets harder and harder to, to do those, but yeah, it felt like they didn't they didn't try. They just assumed it would be leaked, so they uh, did it themselves. I suppose back in back in the old days when they did Earthshock, that was uh, a lot easier to keep under wraps. The, God, uh, yeah. The return of the Cybermen. See, then of course, like whenever we do get Series Twelve, I know there's no returning monsters this year, and it might, you know, maybe not even in Series Twelve, but the, it'll do returning monsters at some point because mm. you just have to. Yeah. Because you just. So that'll be. Which monsters that you want to not return? The empty child. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any that you would like to see back? The Daleks. Your Daleks. Who else? Um. I don't know. Hmm. So one of the other companions to come back. So companions come back. Like a bit how relative, but with a completely different doctor, and see how they are, whether they recognise the box or not. Who do you want to see come back that you know? Who? Rose. I know she's already returned, but I'd like her. No, Donna. 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 I'd love to see Bill come back. Yeah. I always thought she yeah. a victim of the fact that the show the showrunner was changing. Yeah. Because probably any other year she'd have had a second year. Yeah. And so we only got that one series with her because I just thought she was great. Mm. Yeah. Oh. And the good thing is it's it's open for for Bill because we know she travelled for a long time um, with Heather that they their paths yeah. would cross. Yeah, I like his speech a lot here about the uh, uh, about hope. Um, I think that the stuff that um, that she sort of faced in this series that is that is kind of the best uh, antidote to it. You know, like kind of the the, the Trump. Type guy and arachnids in the yeah. UK and be interesting to see if he ever comes back. 
say if it had been uh, Russell T Davies or Moffat or something, you'd have expected you know that to him to own a company that does something later on and it be referenced in some way. Yeah. Yeah, or for them to be even brought down at the end of that episode, um, like the the Harriet Jones thing in the, the Christmas Invasion, you know, just do something yeah. that would uh, that would kind of scupper them. I, mu- I must confess, when I was watching the episode, I thought mostly because he's wearing glasses, Manish. I thought it was going to turn out somehow that Manish realised the error of his ways and ended up marrying Umbreen. Right. And that he was Yaz's granddad and she only realised when he took his glasses off. Ah, right. I never thought of that, yeah. Yeah, but it's just completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just completely ridiculous. <laughs> it's nice, I think, the thing about the watch because uh, when she says it must never be fixed, um, I think because you, you're watching Doctor Who all these years, you think, oh, there's some... Some reason why it must mustn't be fixed, you know. It's some science fiction reason, but it's it's because it stopped at that specific moment in time, and that's that's what that's why it's meaningful, and that's why she's kept it. Um, yeah. You, you you're looking for uh, I know some danger to the Earth if it's fixed or something, but it's uh, it's much more much more kind of grounded than that. Yeah, um, Umbrian's mother isn't very, uh, not a barrel of laughs, is she? <laughs> it's cursed. <laughs> How many times did she say it's cursed yeah. in this episode? <laughs> not what you want to hear on your wedding day. <laughs> this is very, very doctorish as well, face and down manish. Totally unfazed by the gun. Yeah. You get the sense with Manish a little bit as well that because he wasn't at the war, he needs to prove himself in some way or. Yeah. For something here. Yeah, it's pretty. Pretty heartbreaking from here on in this bit. incredibly varied intake of students from all kinds of ethnic backgrounds and uh, we've, we've got quite a Indian, Pakistani uh, sort of population in the college and of course I've got to talk to some of my guys about this because I'd be, I'd be fascinated to know what their opinion of it is because mm. they'd have grandparents themselves probably that would have experience partition some way yeah and I just wonder how they feel it sort of represents what they know of it I'd love to know what they think yeah yeah because it's shock. it kind of shocks you sometimes think how recent that is as well like you say it's it's um, like, it, like the grandparents generation isn't it it's like when you learn history in Britain in any way you don't hear the really horrible bits no so this you know one of the bits that I never learned about never knew anything about 
no. you know, just, just, I'm just right over the uh, Sheffield, quite exotic yeah. sort of thing like that. No, I think it's it's really bad how little known this is. I mean, I, I didn't know much about it. I was kind of aware that it happened, but not, not in any great detail. Um, but it's just, yeah, like you say, it's not part of education in this country at all. It's just something you'd find out later yourself. You'd see a documentary or or read something. Kind of you have to go looking for it a bit. But I suppose it's a good primer, isn't it, to, for people to then learn more about it? Well, yeah, to, to, to go and ask those questions. Mm. I've not even realised the thing that, <clears throat> what, what they say in the episode is that, you know, Pakistan is sort of designated for Muslims and India is designated for Hindus. And that, like, is... is just, just that alone. I'm, I'm quite ignorant of, of, of that idea. Yeah, no, I, I didn't realise that either. Of course, same sort of thing happened with Ireland as well, which, um, you know, is still... Uh, still uh, well, exactly, that's another thing that we never learned about. Yeah, and, uh, and that's kind of right on our doorstep as well, isn't it? That's the... That's the thing, yeah. There's something true. about, in this bit here, there's something about the way Manish is now wearing that hat. Yeah. That he's now somehow this culture. something about the hat. Yeah. Uh, and just a tear rolling down Prem's cheek, it's... Yeah. It's, it's, it, I think it's really, really powerful, this scene. And that none of the other guys speak. You know, it's like communication's broken down, isn't it? That he can't get through to to his brother and uh, these guys aren't even interested in, in talking about it. That, you know, they're former allies and manages turned against his neighbours and his friends. get how hard it is for them to stand by and watch like like on the bus with Rosa as well that that moment at which they realise they've got to be on the bus yeah. you like that sort of heartbreaking isn't it yeah they have to be part of something horrible to to bring about the, the beginning of the change And the doctor's face there when she hears the gunshot is. Uh, yeah. Go go to Yaz there as well. It's um, she's obviously got quite complicated feelings because it's it's her grandmother who's now um, kind of widowed and heartbroken, but um, that has to happen for obviously for her to be born and and for the, the life that she knows to, to come about. So it's, it's quite complex for her, isn't it? Mm. What are you going to say there, kid? Something. Something. How do you like the new TARDIS inside? 
What do you think of the new TARDIS, kid? I like it. It's different. Yeah? Because we've sort of not explored it at all, really. We've only seen... I don't even feel we've seen the console room in full. No. It's sort of, it's never been like a big wide shot of it, particularly. Yeah, not like the other ones where you kind of, you get a real, like a high up shot looking down and, and sweeping around it. There's a little bit there where it looked like those pillars, the, the tips of them move up and down with the, with the, oh, right. with the rotor thing, which I haven't seen before. It's good at the end as well to go back and see Yaz with her, with her grandmother, knowing what she yeah. knows now. It's like the sort of Van Gogh episode, isn't it? Like letting him see what... Uh, yeah, that's sort of, yeah, that nice little sort of rounding out. Mm. And she still doesn't talk about Prem. It's, it's, it's very much something she's kept to herself. You know, with um, with a second husband and a family forever. Is that is that a moment of them being like they both know? Do you know what I mean? It, are they pretending that they don't? Do they? Do they? Yeah, I know. I was there. Oh, yeah. It's, it can be ready either way. I think it's 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 really well done. That. Because I mean, if you even if you thought you could, you'd never say it out loud, would you? Because it's too fantastical. So you could sort of uh, the the grandmother could be privately thinking that, but thinking, but but it's impossible. I'll never say it out loud. And um, and Yaz equally, you know, wouldn't want to let on to her family that she's traveling around in in space and time when she's not with them. If you watched your granddaughter grow up into starting looking like someone that you once knew, I think you'd just convince yourself you were wrong. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, there we go. That was, uh, I think it's a great episode. I think that might be, I don't know, that one or Rosa might be my favourite so far. They, yeah. They're sort of very powerful. Hmm. I think. Oh, fabulous. The two historical ones definitely for me have had the the best scripts and um and yeah, just a bit more bit more weight and a bit more texture, I think. Yeah. I like the fact that when they were in the motel in um, Rosa that she managed to let Sonic <laughs> the writing out. You like to Sonic in the writing away. Yeah. I like the idea of an episode just called Kablam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that one tomorrow. Yeah. And you've got a Sonic, did you say? Did you say you were getting Sonic earlier? She 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 has got a thirteenth Doctor Sonic. Brilliant. Which is a quite a special thing. And then there's definitely like there's like, a, there's like a fake button on it that doesn't do anything, but uh, ah, right. I quite, I like the fact that the Sonic Screwdriver's got an ori- origin story for this 
series that it's you know the sort of making it out of spoons i think's brilliant yeah 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 that's i, I love what the um going back to the doctor as an inventor and a, a tinker and all that kind of stuff i think he's brilliant yeah really good well thank you very much for joining me today it's been a pleasure watching this episode with you and discussing it wonderful yeah we've enjoyed it uh where can we find you on on twitter or on social media uh, it's uh, at Dad Daughter Doctor on Twitter with the Doctor Dr. And we sort of post the reviews there. I've I've got a page on Facebook, but I'm not very good at using it. So uh, mostly on Twitter, really. And and your blog is the, the address for that? It, it's uh, Dad Daughter Doctor. Uh, do you know what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Um, you show me it. I have shown you it before. Yeah, hang on, because it's uh, I can't I can't remember what order the uh, um, bits of the address go in. Uh, it is yeah, it's it's daddaughterdoctor.wordpress.com. This time with the doctor being D O C T O R, because you know why have why have all the uh, social things being the same? That's just boring, <laughs> isn't it? I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Brilliant. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at Trap1 underscore, uh, like the Trap1 page on Facebook. Um, you find all the previous episodes at trap1.podbean.com. Uh, join me next week. My co-host will be Chris Newman as we discuss Kablam. Um, in the meantime, look out for a special bonus episode of the podcast over the weekend. Thanks very much again, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Cheers. Bye. bye.